Games with Names is brought to you by WinBet. It's my favorite app, and it could be yours. Go download it now. April 2nd, 2001. Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome, Minneapolis, Minnesota. A blue blood of the West. A blue blood of the East. Hall of Fame coach versus Hall of Fame coach. And a national title on the line. This is the 2001 NC2A National Championship Duke versus Arizona. Hello, welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Sam Morrell. And I'm Julian Edelman. And we are on the search to find the greatest game of all time. And on today's episode, we have the 2001 NC2A Championship Duke versus Arizona with Shane Battier. Big episode. And Big maybe, episode. maybe, maybe we'll hear a little from Gilbert Arenas too. We don't know yet, but that would be, that would be pretty Agent cool. Zero? Agent Zero. Dude. Agent Zero. But first, we'll head back to the world of pop culture in 2001. That'll be fun. Then we'll take a look at these squads, and finally we'll talk legacy of this game and score it. And make sure to check out Games With Names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Games With Names, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and make sure to rate and review us. And comment on a game you want to see us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Why are we doing this game? I mean, this is iconic, man. It doesn't get bigger than this. Lute Olsen versus uh, Coach K. Lute, the uh, famously the father of Mary Kate and Ashley, and uh, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's really good. Uh, that's tight. But he was he was in charge of a sick team here. This this both these teams were loaded with NBA talent, loaded. And the crazy thing is, they didn't like you. you they didn't. They weren't crazy pros. Richard Jefferson. He was a, he had a great few years but, with the Nats, NBA champ with the Cavs. J, RJ RJ and Arenas probably the best career. Arenas, Arenas, and and I guess Boozer had a, he was a star. But Battier, like he was just like he was. I remember him being like the all star of this. Yeah, this whole thing. He was like Mister Duke, best player in college, senior. Like how often are guys playing till they're seniors? Now? I, no one. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, want to make that money, that guap, that gouda, that cheddar. That guacamole, but this Hello money. This was the championship that ushered in the new era of Duke basketball. You're right. I mean, this was this wasn't like a Kyrie Irving on Duke. It wasn't like a swaggy guy. They even mentioned in the game they're like, "This isn't the most you know talented group," but they all were. And I'm like, dude, it's Chris Duhon who was an NBA player. It's Mike Dunleavy who was an NBA player. Boozer Battier. Uh, who am I missing here? Jay Will. Will. Yeah, Jay Will. Jay Williams who. You know, shout out. Met I met him a couple uh, weeks ago. Yeah, was he cool? Really cool. Yeah, and he's he's great on ESPN. He's great. He really got he got done dirty by the motorcycle accident. The motorcycle. Hard to say he got done dirty. He was driving, but he got no. I remember that. When was that? That's why he his rookie year, I think, right? Because he was like ten and five as a rookie, which is like for a point guard, pretty good. I remember being like, "This dude is going to figure it out in the pros." Yeah, I I remember him. He had a lot of hype coming out, and then that motorcycle thing happened, and he just wasn't wasn't the same. But take a fucking Uber. I guess or a cab back then. I mean, hire a driver. I don't know who else has gotten Bumgarner, 
motorcycle. Did Big accident. Ben get on one? Big Ben, yeah. Motorcycle. Maybe athletes shouldn't ride motorcycles if you're making a lot of money. Terrible idea. Well, you hey. never, you never would have done something like that. My, no, my dad never let me like get a motorcycle. He was pretty smart about it. He's like, yeah, he's crazy. Shouldn't drive a motorcycle. Probably will die. It's a fucking horrible idea. I can't ride a bicycle well. So I, I see dudes on. I, I, I tried to ride a bicycle on the West Side Highway and dudes are just weaving. I'm like, I'm gonna, f I, f I wipe out. Yeah, I like it. Do you? I, I ride the bike around the city here in, yeah. in New York and I'm going in between traffic and shit. It's, it's definitely very thrilling and yeah. You, you have slightly killed. better lateral balance than I do. Got it. You got it. Got it. I mean, NFL player. Catch. Oh, that hit this. That was right. Gotcha. You didn't get me. Fuck. That's two. Oh for two. Fuck. I'm gonna just start doing that. I'm just start throwing things at you. We're gonna see how it'll be the catch count. We need to get a, a win bet prop count on how many times he'll catch out of ten. <laughs> Who oh. dropped almost? Who's dropped the ball more times? Me or my biological father? Am I right? All right. Well, uh, the fact that I don't know anything about him, probably him. <laughs> um first thoughts, gut reactions. I mean for me, it was just a, this was like, you don't see games like this anymore. No, this is, this is classic, like pre one and done. Yeah. NCAA basketball. This is when guys played all four years. You know, you got the ACC and the Pac-10, which those were the two conferences back in this, in this time. Yeah. That you always watch. You always heard of Arizona, you know, uh, uh, Arizona, UCLA, and then on the ACC, Duke, North Carolina, and and you got a little bit of both of them. Coach K, loot. You know, this is this is this was fun to go down memory lane because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't I didn't quite remember when we we booked this. I was like, all right, I, yeah, it's Duke, it's Battier, but then you watch the game, I'm like, oh, okay, it brought me back. I was like, these these were. NCAA basketball teams. They were iconic, man. I mean, it, it really, you think of those Duke teams before this, even like like Christian Leitner, Grant Hill. There's so many iconic a lot. players, you know? And then Coach K. Yeah. I, I couldn't, like, Coach K cracks me up. Yeah. He just, he's one of those, like, he's, you watch him and, and, you, you, you think, like, all right, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, but he, he's over, oh, He's almost extra with his like his mentorship. Like immediately after the game, he goes and shakes every kid's hand on the other team and like lets them know, hey, good job, guys. You guys are outstanding young men. Like that kind of stuff. I mean, get out of my face. We just fucking <laughs> lost to you. Go home, Coach yeah, it's K. Too much. It's too it's too much. It's too much. But but he's a legend. I he's mean, a he legend. Is, he is the best college basketball coach ever, right? I mean, it's I'm more of a Bobby Knight kind of guy. <laughs> I want to throw a fucking chair and slap a kid. Bobby, I, you know what I don't like is the like, you know how he, he you know how he's saying horrible shit to you because he cares. How about you just care by being nice? You, there's way other ways to care. Yeah, it's that abusive shit. He really cares. He broke his son's arm. That's how much he cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Chris Brown used the same excuse. I care. <laughs> all right well be nice how about that and coach k i was just joking if you want to come on games and names we'd love to have you. he'd be a great guest he would he would he would 
he would mentor us the whole time. Let's tell get, us how let's, outstanding we are as young men and um, our upbringings were probably huge parts of our life and everything happens for a reason. And thanks, Coach K. Let, if we get him on, let's get uh, black hair dye jobs, both of us. Got it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Got it. I'm, dude, it, it, he's like, that thing's like I, it, the hair. I don't know. What the it, hair is perfect. The hair. Let's go back to April 2nd. 2001 number one movie spy kids never saw it never saw it i, I remember it, it was you, you were telling us before jack it's robert rodriguez yes yeah, sneaky robert rodriguez it's also part of the machete universe machete is like they're the uncle in this movie is he yeah danny treo's in this um is Alan it violent coming, cheech marin treo's in it yeah treo's got some taco stands out in la i saw a bunch that. of them i tried them they're they're all right yeah, they don't look amazing. I mean, they're too commercial. I need, I need like, I need to see a cockroach going by the the taco truck for me to know that it's real Mexican, good Mexican food. <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's it's amazing. <laughs> a cockroach. All right, yeah. guys, fail your uh, fail your inspection, and Julian will eat at your place. Only Mexican food, though. Yeah, only Mexican. If you have a uh, vermin in your store, you can land. Vermin. NFL legend. Yeah, I don't know. Rodents, rats. Is that what that is? Isn't it? Roaches, too, are vermin, aren't they? No? Let me uh, check on that. Damn. I, 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 we're using the research this early. I'm really fucking phoning this one in. I'd never even heard of vermin, so that's pretty vermin. cool. You learn oh, something geez. new every day. New Yorker, you better know that word. You have to. I mean, there's a lot of things running around on these streets. Yeah, because you, you hear a realtor sneak that one in. Uh, any vermin? Uh, no vermin. There's vermin. Vermin yeah. Edwards. Examples include, but not limited to, mice, rats, and cockroaches. What's up? I need to. I need Rudy to get my. Yorker. I need to get that up. <laughs> uh, sports. The XFL. Oh no, we didn't know. Number one song was Ashanti. That was a classic. Foolish. Foolish. You remember that? Of course, classic. Ashanti didn't. We're now it's Aaliyah. I was about to sing Aaliyah. No, she oh, she died. Yeah, that was sad. That I was, used to love her. That was mad sad. She was great. She was in a movie, wasn't she, Aaliyah? She Romeo was a, Must Die, yeah, dude. Romeo, Jet Li. Jet Li. I love being the same age exactly as you. Yeah. We, we watch the exact same shit. Yeah, that that was a... I, I, think, I think Jet Li, he didn't have... He had way more meat on his bone. He was awesome. He was awesome, but he didn't have... Like, he wasn't Jackie Chan. Well, Jackie Chan was funny. Jet Funny Lee. takes it to a next level. Funny's money. Funny's money, dude. Funny is money. That's the one thing I, I've learned over my time. You, you know don't what? Want to be cool? You want to be funny? You're both, dude. No, you got to be funny. You're both. You're funny. You're money, dude. You're, you're honey. <laughs> you're hot. You're. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> dude, I remember. You know, I remember at Aaliyah, and I. You might have to fact check this too, but. I don't know if it was like the Video Movie Awards, the Video Music Awards, and MTV. LeBron was a rookie, and he was presenting with a, uh, Aaliyah. Oh, not Aaliyah, fucking Ashanti. Ashanti. LeBron's presenting with Ashanti, and he goes, you know it would be really cool if you kissed me right now? And and she wouldn't do it. Shoot and I remember, shoot. But I remember LeBron, I was like, I gandle, I knew he'd be great in that moment. Shooter shoot. The fact that he went for the kiss on TV and got denied and wasn't rattled, I was like, that's a fucking future legend, dude. As Wayne Gretzky used to say, you miss all the shots you don't take or something like that. I, yeah. I thought it was George. I said that on a panel literally yesterday. I was like, oh, Michael Jordan used to say that. And she, some lady goes, you know, that was Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, I'm like hey, <laughs> this is my fucking panel, all right? This is my panel. You be quiet. That uh, was, uh, Michael Scott also said it. 
That's true. And Michael Scott. Damn, he's, his research game is on point today. Jack's. That, he didn't even have to look that up. He had Jack attack. Jack attack. I got All right, mud, they, I'm ready to go. <laughs> XFL had its first and only season. Loved the XFL. Let's wrestle to see who gets the ball. It was, that dumb, it was just bad football. Yeah, but it was awesome. He hate me. He hate me. That, remember, he hate me. That was on his back. You could put anything on the back of your name on your jersey. Rod Smart. Yeah, Rod Smart. He hate me. Usually, when Vince McMahon blows money like that, it's a disgruntled female employee. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, that was. Uh, I remember my friend's dad was all in on the XFL, so he was like, he was like, "We're going. It's going to be amazing." So my friend's dad took us, and I was like, "This is pretty bad." It honestly. was. It was really bad. It yeah. just you, you can't. All these like new like startup leagues for football, it just doesn't work. Because you don't realize what goes into it. It's so much. Yeah, and the liability, like, it's insane. You know you know how they decided if who got the ball? How? They would just throw the ball in the middle of the field, and you have two guys that had to chase, and whoever got the ball, that's how you got the ball. That's actually kind of cool. Wasn't it something like that? I kind of like that. Yeah. And then what, what was something crazy about the punts? There was no fair catch. Yeah, no fair, no fair catch. You could just hit the guy? You could fucking murder the guy. That's hilarious. Like it, it's every that, see. That's actually the only stuff I like about it. The bringing the like the violence. Although that's the problem is you know make it more WWF or WWE. Like bring a fucking bring weapons in there. That's that's a game I would watch if they if you could like tackle a dude with a steel chair or like a nunchuck. A nunchuck. Nunchuck. Yeah, you just have a middle linebacker who's just fucking Bruce Lee and that shit. That would be. They had a couple of cool innovations that held over though, which were. Um, Steady cam guy, like on the field, yeah. Like you see me in there, yeah. After they score a touchdown, the uh, sky cam, sky cam was XFL. huge, yeah. The NFL did poach some stuff from it, Keep and going. Mike, Mike, and players up, Mike, and players. Up. No, we we mic'd up, no, this is a yeah, wild, but this was though. 01. They didn't mic up before this, I don't think at the level the XFL had a mic'ing up. Miking up is is big, it's it's huge, yeah. It's it give it brings the fan inside the game so much, yeah. Like, just even hearing, like, the contact, like, you know, like, those yeah. things, it's, uh, no, I think that's just huge. hearing the hits, you're like, holy shit. Or just guys talking. I can't know? believe you got hit like that. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Do you ever actually miss it? Yeah, the body craves contact. Yeah. You know, you get used to it. That's what always, uh, knocked off the old, uh, the nervous, the nervous flies. You know, you get hit once, all right, we're, we're ready to then play. Then you're ready to go. You're ready yeah. to go. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Roger Clemens became the AL all-time strikeout leader. Hmm. The Rocket, man. The Rocket. I'm, I, I, uh, one time I went to Red Sox game, he was supposed to be in the box that I was sitting in. Never showed up. I was sitting there waiting. I wanted to see the rocket. Just like the end of his Yankees career. Never showed up. <laughs> never showed. He did, though, didn't he? <laughs> the very end. They had that. Th Remember when he came back as a hired assassin midseason and he was like 42? And I was like, this ain't working. No. No, he was obviously at a couple great years with the Yankees. But I couldn't. I had issues with Clemens, man. The, I, I was a Yankees fan, but the way he headhunted oh. Piazza, that was fucking lame. He... That was lame. No, I don't think he was a nice guy. No, definitely not. He he want he was out for blood. But he was boys with Andy Pettit, and that kind of endeared me to him a little because I we loved Andy Pettit. You guys loved him here. Andy Pettit was awesome. That was a great great pitcher. Andy Pettit. 
But yeah, no, I mean they were like boys, but I I don't know. Tiger won the second Masters here. I that dude, I love Tiger. I love I love Tiger. Yeah, he's a man. At this time, well, as a golfer, as a golfer. are you a good golfer? No, I'm terrible. But like my one of my favorite things to watch, as in this time of our life, was the Masters because of Tiger. Like yeah. it seemed like he was just always in it. He was unreal. It it, it was like clockwork i remember talking with my like football coach in college anytime it'd be on like because we'd be in for spring break or spring training and stuff we'd all be in the locker room watching it i mean he was just it was unreal his dominance and he honestly grew the sport bigger than anyone because that's why that's why it's so competitive because every little kid wanted to be be, be tiger woods it was gnarly. Yeah, you, you want to be him until you see his childhood in that dock. That looked no, rough. Terrible. That, I mean, look, the dad knew what he was doing in the making a Superman, but, I mean, that looked two years old, golfing, no life. I mean, that's why he was fucking like crazy. I mean, a lot of builds up a lot of tension. Of course. You never fuck your whole life. I mean, he's basically an Amish guy with talent. They fuck. I don't know why I said Amish. They have a lot of kids, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. I, I really blew they, that they, they don't use condoms either. <laughs> That's true. Because I don't think it's it's in the religion. That doc, the Tiger doc on HBO is great. I only watched the first one. Oh, man, it was it was I, crazy. It, yeah, I, it brought back, you know, my dad was pretty tough, too, like that. Was he? Like, not that tough. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, you were a great player, dude. For a reason. Yeah. I had no choice, or I wouldn't have dinner that night. Was your dad really no, like that? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I thought uh, we got a crazy soundbite. No, this is the year Mike Vick was drafted number one. We already had him on here. Games with names. He was great, unbelievable. I mean, Miracle just the in Morgantown. Tune in out now. Yeah, Miracle in Morgantown coming out soon. Or we already? It's already out. We already dropped that bad boy. We dropped it like it was hot. Bobby Bonilla, day tradition was born. Bonilla receives close to 1.2 million from the Mets once a year until 2035. He hasn't played in the majors since 2001. So this was 35 years of a million point two a year. That's insane. Smart. You know, hey, a lot of guys don't know how to handle all the money at once. Yeah. But if you, if you slowly get it, then you can't, you can't lose it. That shit is so Mets, though. So Mets. So Mets. Brutal. But at least, hey, the Mets are at least fun again. 2000, 2001 in college basketball, the preseason rankings. Number one, Arizona. Number two, Duke. Yeah. And they played. They were the, the squads. So we, we had this. The first team is uh, Battier, Williams, Casey Jacobson from Stanford. He, I remember him. He was a shooter. Uh, white guy with the frosted tips, right? He could stroke it, yeah. Joseph Forte, UNC, he was fun to watch. Troy Murphy, Notre Dame, six eleven lefty. He could look he at, could shoot it too. Look at you, you you know you you know your basketball. I love basketball. You love basketball. You got your little Knicks warm up on right Dude, now. I gotta get the good vibes going. Jalen Brunson's here in New York. I gotta fucking represent, man. We finally got a point guard. I'm, Do you? Oh, dude. You, well, you, you had played. a point guard until he plays for the Knicks, and then, then it's just like, you it's like playing dare. for the Cleveland Browns. Don't you dare. It's like playing for the Browns. It's a career killer. No, it ain't, dude. I hope not. It'd be great to come here and see that it's a career a killer. I don't know. city with a good basketball team. I mean, that's what we're missing here No, in New York. They're going to get back on the map. This is a year that we're competitive, and King Julius is back, and uh, I hope this uh, what I'm saying ages well here. 
And uh, no, the Knicks are looking good until they play the Celtics. Dude, uh, Browns, Knicks, that's Baker's Mayfield sucks in Carolina. What are you talking? It's not I, just, well because he played for the Cleveland Browns. No, the Knicks are they're they're gonna make a comeback, dude. I hope that they, they got a squad. It's on RJ. He's got to he's got to deliver. He'll get it. He'll get it. The, oh, dude, second team this year, Jason Richardson, Michigan State. He Jay Rich, a, Jamal Tinsley, Iowa State. There was some good. Damn, these are a lot of good players. Prince, Tayshawn Prince from Kentucky. I used to love him. He was just skin and bones, dude. Yeah, he's on the Detroit team. This is not a team, but yeah. Shout out. That was a sick team, though. About, Tayshawn Prince. Yeah, I still remember Wallaces, the, the boat, the Wallaces. He always. I loved uh, Rasheed Wallace. That was like one of my coolest. favorite. But he he was just a guy you didn't want to fuck with. And he could. And he was a skill guy. Yeah, he rarely are skill guys tough guys, but he could shoot the three. He would be great in today's NBA. Unbelievable. He was a great player. That was a great team. They and they they got that ship too. Oh in the my middle God. of all that. Yeah, Billups was clutch. Rip Hamilton did not stop running. That was a sick, sick team. And they drafted Darko second that year instead of Dwayne Wade, Mello, Bosch. And they still won the fucking ring. That's how good that foundation was. Yikes. What if they had what if Dwayne Wade played for Detroit? That's what I mean. He probably would have been the sixth man that year. It's they crazy. probably would have got two. Oh, at least. If they had Wade. I you just never would. know what, how it affects the nucleus, though. That's true. You never know. You but can... Wade was good enough. It didn't matter. Yeah. Player of the year this year, Shane Battier. We'll, we'll be hearing from here. I'm we'll... pumped, dude. He, he was just Mr. Duke. And he won defensive player of the year for the, the third time. I bet you Coach K just loved Battier. He's uh, definitely uh, like, a coach's player. Loved sure. him. Because, you know, he doesn't say much. He, he probably does everything he's told. You know, first guy in, last one out, plays defense. It's right up Coach K's alley. Yeah, absolutely. Tournament number one seeds, Duke, Illinois, Michigan State, and Stanford. Yeah. Where was Arizona? Were the Collins brothers on these Stanford teams? Who, 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 who are we looking at? Let me look real quick. All right. The Collins brothers. Remember Jason and Jaron? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems like Stanford always has like a, a pair of brothers. Yeah, what is that? Didn't they have the Lopez brothers? Lopez. Yeah. They Damn. got brothers. Love the Lopez brothers, dude. Where did the where did the did the Morris brothers play on the same college team? Yeah, they were at Kansas. That's right. They were fucking fun, man. Love Marcus Morris. Gave us a great half a season for the Knicks. Uh, this was the Collins it. brothers season. You're right, Sam. Hell yeah. Look at that. I'm remembering, dude. This was the season Bobby Knight returned to college basketball, but with Tech, Texas Tech. Mm. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of liked Bobby Knight. <laughs> I know he's got a bad got a bad rap. He does it. People don't like him. People hate him. Yeah. Is he canceled? I think he's canceled. Yeah, but he's just canceled for being a dick, right? He's, he's pre not, He didn't do anything bad. Other than just treat people like shit. Well, we don't cancel on this podcast. <laughs> we don't, but we can't bring him back. What What did he do? Um, I think he did some weird stuff recently on like a speaking engagement at the State Department. Like, yeah. All right, he's, what he's What was kidding. that though? What do you? I, I'm curious. I think we pulled up. Real, like he was on I think he's real. Box. I think he's like real conservative right. Oh, really? Like far right. Damn. I mean, Indiana. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty, uh, that's you know, you, you know, yeah, we'll keep that there. <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> uh, Enough said. 
suck at Indiana. For the I've been there. It's a rough. It's not a good state. If I, we're talking like actual state rankings in the country, it's bottom ten without question. I don't Indiana. I, I don't like Indiana. It's fucking. I might. I've had some bad. We lost the Super Bowl in Indianapolis when we played in Indianapolis, a Super Bowl in a fucking cold weather city, which was terrible. And then in 2006, at Kent State, we were going to Ball State, Muncie, Indiana. Oof. And we had to beat them to win the MAC or go to a, a bowl game. And we were, like, favored. And fucking Nate Davis and the fucking Ball State, whatever, Cardinals beat our ass. The long bus ride home. It. I don't like Indianapolis. I. You know. I remember I did a a New Year's gig there at a comedy club called Crackers. I shit you not. That's the name. It's called Crackers. And uh, I'm the, I'm the headliner's New Year's. My opening act freaking buried me. He was a fucking Midwest guy. He would do kind of bad for his, for his whole set, but his closer was unfollowable. He killed so hard. The closer was just this. He would go. I went to a Backstreet Boys concert recently and, uh, you know, they serenaded a woman on stage. So I thought it'd be pretty funny if I, uh, did it to a man. So he'd just bring a guy on stage and basically play a Backstreet Boys song, hump him, put a rose in his mouth. The, the joke was like, how funny is gay? That was the joke. And in Indianapolis, that shit killed. I had to follow that. And I bombed every night. The first night I was like, ha ha ha, that was something. By night five, I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's like my opener. Fuck him. And it got weird in the in the green room, but that's that's an Indian. I, look, I played there many times since, but that that one always stuck with me. Yeah, old Indy. That's on the Indy, shit list dude. of. I like Indy. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. We just no, trashed I, it for like I, five I minutes. Like yeah, I don't. You like can't it. save it at this point. I mean, what's done is done. Peyton was there for a long time. I don't know. No, no. They, look, they got that. I'm an Eli guy. I'm an Eli guy too. Elmo, St. Elmo's Steakhouse, is that the one? Yeah. That place is fucking awesome in Indy. Is it? That. All right, let's just put horseradish in our fucking thing and make everyone go, oh, I can't eat this. It's like, good. Dude. It's all right. It's, and it's a good vibe. You can't knock the vibe. I thought it was overrated. Wow. Okay. I mean, I was trying to find something redeeming about the city, but I guess there's nothing. Because we went to St. Elmo's. Actually, we went to St. Elmo's <laughs> for the Super Bowl. It was like a bunch of the players. And uh, I was like a second year player and we did c credit card roulette and it was like a fucking like $8,000 bill and I won. I was sitting there. You like, lost. I, I lost. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh man, this is crazy. How did you play roulette? Well, they just, they spun it around. Yeah. They just pick it. They pick it oh. out of the hat. They pick a credit card out of the hat, picked mine and fucking thank God Welker we, paid for it. Tell me you weren't Welker paid? Welker paid for it. Why? Because he felt bad? He's making nine and a half million dollars. I don't, yeah, I think he felt bad. I, that's one nice thing he did to me. Damn. One nice thing. Thanks, Welk. Appreciate you. Well, you didn't pay. I don't know why this is a good story. It anything. is, yeah. but I, I was terrified. I, I had anxiety for like- Eight grand is is a lot. Especially, I was making was, like 200 grand. Was Brady out with you guys? Uh, no, it was like receivers. Oh, okay. Receivers and skills. I don't think Brady was there. No, he wasn't. That's shout out Wes Welker for that. That's shout cool. out Welk. Shout out Welk. We love Wake Welk. Let's uh let's get into the teams. Duke preseason number two behind Arizona, coached by Coach K, yeah. led by first team All American duo Shane Battier and Jay Williams. Battier had nineteen point nine points per game, seven rebounds, one block, two steals, 
That's what he averaged. Won the Wooden Naismith AP Player of the Year Award, the U.S. BWA Player of the Year, the NABC Defensive Player of the Year. This guy's got more awards <laughs> than I can even. I, I, yeah, he's got a lot of awards. DPOY, HPV. No, I'm making the last <laughs> one up. Uh, no, eight, six future NBA players. We touched on it, but it's I, the one I forgot here is Dante Jones. Dante uh, red shirt that season, but they had Duhan, Boozer, Dunleavy, Jay Williams, and and Battier. Finished 36-4, and four, second-ranked offense. I mean, yeah, high-powered team for sure. Rode to the championship game. What's up with their defense? It was 149th ranked? Come on. Yeah, that's weird. They have all these great defensive players. Were they just playing good teams, or what the hell? Maybe. Yeah, let me look into that. Okay. They won the ACC. And the road to the championship game was Mammoth, Missouri, UCLA, USC, and Maryland. All right, let's go to Arizona. Preseason number one, as we said, Lute Olsen, four NBA future players, Gilbert Arenas, Richard Jefferson, Lauren Woods, uh, who, was, who was a killer on this team. And we didn't even mention Luke Walton. Head who, coach, Luke Walton. Yeah, assistant with the Warriors and then the Sac Kings. Played for the, the L.A. Lakers. It was on the, He was a head coach for the Lakers, too, for like a half a season, right? That's right, he was, right? Yeah. That's, oh, shit. That's, you're in and out if you're a Lakers coach so often. They, even if you win a championship, no respect. Frank Vogel, bye-bye. I'm sorry he had one bad year when he had no fucking roster around him. That guy's a good coach. Yeah. LA, they LA, they they don't appreciate no, they 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 just probably they wanted to move on. They finished twenty-eight and eight, including the NCAA tournament. Road to the championship game was Eastern Illinois, Butler, Ole Miss, Illinois, Michigan State, which had a had a good team this year. Michigan State always has a pretty good team. They really do. They're, they're a good basketball school. Wasn't Magic Johnson Michigan State? Yeah. yeah. Draymond Green. Yeah. I mean, they've had some, some ballers. Yeah. The rivalry series dates back to 1961. They've met nine times. Arizona has the series lead at five and four. Haven't played since 2013. Arizona beat Duke in the Sweet 16 in 2013. Yeah. Oh, wow. Things we remember. Mike Dunleavy, three three-pointers in, 40, in 48 seconds. That's what I didn't get. I didn't like so at the end of the game there's there was like 30 seconds and they just kind of let it wind down Arizona. Yeah. Like why why wouldn't we play well, they some, were up a decent amount, right? Wasn't it I think it was 10 points. Yeah, they you just quit. They quit. They quit. Yeah. Come on, Zona. Battier hit a couple clutch shots and I mean the putback dunk, the putback tip. Battier was he took over. He took over when it mattered most and uh things we might have forgotten. Arenas played with an injury suffered in the previous game. Could it have been a different story if he was 100%? I mean, possibly. Agent Zero was a fucking phenomenal player. Killer. I loved watching him. Killer. Sick. Controversial calls, no call against Battier and Williams on Gardner, which would have been his third with nine minutes in the first half. No call. Lauren, let the boys play. Lauren Woods bailed out in the loss. Uh, or bowled out, rather. 22 points, 11 rebounds. Four blocks. I mean, he was he was a really tough assignment because I think Battier was on him a lot of the games, and he was just much longer than Battier. He was. And yeah. and Duke, they dominated this tournament. They won every game by double digits. I mean, that they were 2001 team of the year by far. Unless Gilbert Arenas may have played. Maybe. No. Maybe. Got hurt. 
Final score, Duke 82, Arizona 72. Duke wins its third national championship. And Coach K congratulates the men, outstanding young men of Arizona after the game. I'm thinking for the prop bet. This is the gaming corner presented by WinBet here. I'm thinking for the prop bet. How many times can we get Shane Battier to compliment Arizona? A player in Arizona? Do you think we can get like three? Because he's a classy guy. I could see him giving into this. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you make him compliment him? Just say, man, like, how good was Gilbert Arenas? And see, he'll be like, oh man, you know, if we can keep yeah. getting him play along, be like, dude, and how about, I mean, Luke, Luke Walton? Like, it's pretty crazy. He became like a head coach that hasn't really done anything with it. Exactly. Yeah, and and Lute Olson. I mean, that's the type of guy you want to spoon you if you're a player, right? We just keep going. Big spoon or little spoon? I mean, it doesn't matter as long as he's a spoon in there. Yeah, Lute. So we just get him to play along. I think we could hit easily three, five, and, and we could hit four. Four? Easy. I mean, we can go f- four or five. Is that he's crazy? A classy, he's a classy individual. He'll, he'll, he's in. He's what? in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Four, All right, we're going to... Four or five? Four or five is high, but I think we could do it. All right, let's get crazy. Four or five? Five? And, and by the way, if he compliments without us prodding him, that still counts. All right, good. Uh... All right, we're going to be uh, back with Shane Battier right after this. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Let's take a break. Welcome, Mr. Handsome, Shane Battier. How you doing? <laughs> I'm living the dream, man. I appreciate that. I, I don't get that too often anymore, man. Thank you. What do you mean too often? You probably hear it all day. You got a smile yeah, of a million dollars. I have one question, yeah, though. Yeah. Do you have a full head of hair? And you and you bick it, because it yeah, looks man. like you have a full head of hair, and you like that. That means you're even more handsome if you just bick it for fun. You know what's funny? You know I got crushed in college because I had a super low hairline, and so like you know it was before Instagram and all that stuff, and so I would have been a meme of like super super low forehead. So at this point now it's receding. You know it's running running away from my eyebrows, and so it's actually normal now at age forty four. Wow. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. Man. Well, that's, that's so manly though that your hairline was too low. Fuck the haters, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. Who, yeah. Who has a too low hairline? You that do, my, but I think it's cool, cross. man. It's like it's like your defense. Your your hair's all over the body too, man. I love it, man. It's perfect. Oh man. Well, you know, like look, I started cutting my own hair in seventh grade because I was tired of of waiting in line at the barbershop so I'm a, I'm a man who's about efficiency and it was easier for me to just cut it in the mirror i love it and you could tell by the way he played but before we start we got to run through some of these accolades his numbers hanging in the rafters in north carolina at duke uh and a mcdonald's all-american mr basketball in the state of michigan an all-american elite defender we already named off in the pre-tape all your awards. I can't even, I mean, there's so many awards that we can't get through it. Two-time NBA champion, a, a Blue Devil great, and of course, a 2001 national champion. That's the game we're talking about here today. Uh, take us back to the year 2000. You're in Durham, North Carolina. What was what was young Shane Battier like? Uh, I was very serious. Very, very serious. Um, I was always very, very disciplined and uh, I had one goal. I was, I was going to make the, the NBA. I, was, I, bur- I burned the ships. I was making the NBA uh, come hell or high water. And uh, my freshman year at Duke, I, I roomed with Elton Brand, first pick of the draft, William Avery, uh, played a few years in the, in the NBA. And uh, you know, I'll never forget going into Coach K's office about three weeks into school 
And I said, coach, I can't live with these guys. You know, I need my sleep. You know, I'm getting my schoolwork done. You know, I, I, was, I was a bit of a square. And so Coach K said, you know, just, just relax and ha have fun. And so, you know, luckily uh, I had a great time with Elton and Will. Uh, that, the rest of the freshman year, I loosened up and, and learned to live a little bit. But I, I was very serious, very driven. And, um, you know, I, I was there to, to make the NBA. And I didn't care about any other details. Did they, did they try to get you to party? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I had fun. I had fun. For me, I was I was having fun, you know. But again, I was I was I was it was a mission. It was, it was a mission trip for me. It wasn't a, a party time. How do they ease in a Shane Battier into drinking? Is it like beer pong? Because <laughs> they're like, well, at least it's competitive. Like, what's what's the move? You know what? I didn't drink until my senior year in college. Wow. Uh, I was I was I was I was psycho. I, I, was, <laughs> I was super super psycho. And uh, you know, my wife of twenty years now. Uh, we dated in high school. She actually dumped me uh for the quarterback because he was fun and he would want to go and, and go to parties and i would I, I, need, I need my rest i need to go to the gym so uh you know like she came back around they, they, all, they, they all come back around and i loosened <laughs> up and now, now i'm the life of the party glue guy <laughs> straight glue guy that's the competitor in him he was like I, i'm down for the count but i'll get her i'll get her back i'll get her back dude uh, they all they all, back. they all come back you know sometimes you gotta let them you gotta you gotta let a bird fly you gotta let a bird fly, and then when they come back, you know, <laughs> you know. Yep, they know, they know. So take us back to the preseason. You guys are ranked two overall, or your preseason AP two ranking. Like, did you guys have this feeling in in your guys's locker room that we have a shot here? Like, if we do things right, we take in the coaching, we stay disciplined, we we take care of the little things. We're we're gonna have we're going to have a run. Did you have those thoughts going in and, and how did it go? Man, if, if, if you didn't have those thoughts when you signed up for Duke, you're in the wrong Especially place. Especially this time. That, that was, yeah. It, that was the expectation. You know, we stepped on campus. Yeah. We're, we're winning the championship this year. And, and so we you have to go back to 2000. Okay. So this was a little different time at Duke. Uh, we had just lost the national championship to the university of uh, Connecticut. You know, Rick Hamilton, Khalid Elamine yeah. got upset in the finals. I think we were like a 10 point favorite lost that game. Uh, really good UConn team. Well, that summer, that was the first time that Duke ever lost players to the draft. Okay, so Elton Brand, sophomore, number one pick. Corey McGetty, freshman, 13th pick. Will Avery, sophomore, 14th pick. Trajan Langdon. And so everyone said, like, Duke's dead. They're dead because they'd never seen people leave Duke early, right? And so all that was left were a bunch of freshmen who were coming in. Mike Dunleavy, Jason Williams, Carlos Boozer. You know, ah, those guys are young, they're freshmen. And then three holdovers. Chris Carrawell, Nate James, and Battier, you know, and all the Duke haters were like, Battier, ba Battier is going to replace Elton Brand? Like, no, no friggin' way, no way. And so um, we had a very young team in 2000 and a great story that, you know, that sort of sums up my relationship with Coach K. That year uh, I was interning in Chicago at a, at a public relations firm. Coach K calls me out of the blue. Uh, so I think he sensed that I had some apprehension about being the guy. Uh, for Duke. And he said, you know, hey, Shane, how's work going? Going great. I have a question for you. Did you wake up thinking about being the ACC player of the year, winning the ACC title, leading us back, number one seed next year? And I sort of laugh and, you know, coach, <laughs> click. Dude hangs up on me. Just hangs up on me. So calls back the next day and says, you know, sorry about that, Shane. I, you know, but I have a very serious question. Did you go to work today thinking you were the national player of the year? You're going to lead us back to the Final Four? I sort of laugh. Coach, <laughs> click, hangs up on me. 
third day calls back and says, hey, Shane, uh, sorry about that, but I have a serious question. Are you ready to be the National Player of the Year, National Defensive Player of the Year, lead us back to the Final Four and finish the job and win the National Championship? I go, Coach, absolutely, yes, I'm your guy. You can count on me. And he said, look, look, we can't be that team unless you are that guy for us. And you can't be that guy until you believe you're that guy. And uh, I never had anyone talk to me like that ever, uh, but it speaks to like, Coach K's leadership and you know his belief in, in his players. And he really believed that I had to believe that I was that guy. And from that moment, I flipped the switch and said, I got I to gotta think like that. And so that 2001, or, sorry, that 2000 year, it was a great year. Uh, no one expected much of us. We won the ACC, finished number one in the country, lost to Florida in the tournament that year. Um, that lost eventually to the, the champions, Michigan State, in the finals with T and Cleves. Uh, but we said, oh, yeah, next year, it's our year. And so we came back in 2001. Uh, you're older, you're better, you're stronger. And we said, yeah, this is, this is our time. Wow. So Coach K, ultimate motivator. I mean, you, yeah. you, you, you expect that. What, what other tactics did he use? throughout your career that he, that you remember? You know, Coach K, I, I tell people, people always say like, oh, what makes Coach K so great? Um, he obsesses about his people, you know, Jules, maybe, you know, Belichick is like this, where all he thinks about is his team. He doesn't have any hobbies. He's not distracted. All he thinks about is what do I need for my team? What do my guys need to be, be their best? And so, um, like to a point now, like even when he was coaching, like we never called him and during the season because he was so focused on his team. Like he never saw me play one NBA game because he was so focused on his team. Uh, and with that, he just knew like what each guy needed. And so like when he recruited me, he knew, you know, in high school, uh, I could have gone anywhere I wanted to. And um, I had coaches promise me playing time, minutes, shots, you know, all that stuff. Coach K comes to my living room and says, look, Shane, I'm, I'm not going to promise you shots, minutes, playing time. I promise you one thing, uh, the opportunity to earn playing time every single day. And if you're good enough, you'll, you'll learn it. You know, I'm looking around like you're talking to me, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I don't know about, you know, if we're going to Elton Brand or Sean McLeod, Frazier Lang, but when the dust settles, I'm, I'm going to be there. And coach K knew like my button was like, was com ultimate competition. That's all I cared about improving myself against everybody else. And, you know, for teammates, uh, other teammates, they need to kick in, kick in the ass every single day. They got to kick in the ass every every single day. I'm not going to name names. You know, other guys needed more hugs and they got hugs. But Coach K just was uh, a master motivator because he, he knew his players, his teams better uh, than any other coach in America. It's, I love the idea of him just pissing you off and you, you looking in the mirror, like De Niro and taxi driver, like he's talking to me, <laughs> you're talking to me, Shane Battier. I, you know, what was weird to watch, we rewatched this game and it was weird to see your Duke, but it's like, you're talking about people kind of sleeping on Duke all of a sudden. I mean, they're saying this isn't the most talented team. And I'm like, there's like five NBA players on this team. Did you, did you feel that disrespect? No, we, we, we had a squad. We, we, we had a squad. We knew it. We, we knew we had pros. Um, look, when you have a team that's at that level and your goal is to go to the mountaintop, um, you just think of differently about who you are. And it wasn't like we were, like, arrogant. Uh, we, we, had, we had a cockiness about ourselves that, you know, yeah, we are one of the best. We think we are the best. And every time we walk into 
an arena, uh, we know there were 20,000 people that hated us. And there was nothing better, nothing, nothing better than walking into Coalfield House or the Dean Dome and seeing everybody leave about seven minutes left. That was our goal. Let's get these guys out of the, out of the gym. Let's, let's make them be traffic. And, uh, you know, in four years, we were 133 and 15, which was a record when I graduated. Um, and so we, we won a lot of games by a lot of points. And so um, I don't think we ever slept on. We knew that every time the schedule came out, teams would go, when do we play Duke? That was always the biggest game of the year. And so whether we're playing North Carolina A&T or, or High Point or Carolina, they're, you know, going through the schedule, circling that, you know, that, that game in red in, in red marker because that was the game of the year. And so, you know, Julian, you, you know, as a Super Bowl champion, uh, you're getting everybody's best shot every single night. They call that a measuring stick that. team. You're the yeah. measuring stick team. Everyone circles you. You're the target. You're America's most wanted. And you get every you're every week. It's everyone's Super Bowl or everyone's national championship. So you, it's it's hard when you're the target. And you guys have been you the are. target for all. You were target your whole career there. I mean, they're still targets. You know, that Duke, just that tradition of what it is, you know, and, and with you, you like you. I heard somewhere that you loved Grant Hill and he was a huge reason you 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 committed to duke is that true and why why did you love why did you love grant hill which i used to love grant oh dude i mean (laughs) grant was 90s basketball i I still think of that pippen crossover remember that i mean the dunk on pippen i mean he was he had it all i thought you know you know the funny the funny thing about you know i grew up in michigan you know huge uh university of michigan fan i love the fab five love the pistons i hated duke True story. Hated you. You know, I was cheering for UNLV when they were playing them in, in 1991, you know, 92. And um, I was like, oh, man, Duke, Leitner, couldn't stand them, and, and Hurley. Um, I, but I like Grant Hill. Grant Hill was different. And uh, when he led Duke to the national championship in, in 94, um, he was my favorite player. And I said, I, w- I want to be that guy. And, you know, luckily, uh, he got drafted by Detroit Pistons, and I used to be a, actually a ball boy for the Detroit Pistons, and used to, you know, m- wipe up his sweat and, and make him Powerade shakes and, you know, full towels and, and get to watch um, Grant Hill practice every single day. And for me, like, he was my hero. He was like a superhero. And I saw, like, you could win. You could be classy. You could be tough. Um, and so he's always been my, uh, my role model. So I, I still think it's cool that I have his phone number on my phone. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn cool that you were you were a ball boy, and now I'm sure you've told him that story. You know? Yeah, I, I got to live my dream. Crazy. So Arizona, this team is stacked. I mean, this is another team. I mean, like Agent Zero is on this team. Richard Jefferson. Our, I mean, how good were you intimidated by how good this team was? Ever were you ever like that's a? I mean, Gilbert Arenas. I can already tell in his eyes he's not intimidated. No. But you can answer the question. <laughs> No, like, look, they, they had pros too, you know, I mean, you, you always respect team with pros, right? And we knew they were really, really good. And, um, you know, obviously Hall of Fame coach and, and Lute Olsen. Uh, but look, that, that Final Four was was crazy uh, because you have, to, you have to talk about the Maryland game before. Um, so we played the University of Maryland. It was our fourth time playing them that year. You know, you don't play teams four times, much less national contending uh, teams like Maryland. We played them four times. The first time was the Miracle Minute, you know, down 10 points, 55 seconds left in Coldfield House. Come back, miraculous 
finish, we beat them in overtime, right? Season finale in Cameron, my senior night, we lose. They come in and beat us. Our, we lose our center, Carlos Boozer, uh, you know, to a broken foot. We think we might be done. All right, we see them in the Atlanta, in the, in the uh, ACC championship game. And it was Nate James, senior captain, tipping at the buzzer that, that won it. And so we had like three like epic knockdown drag out brawls with, you know, arguably a top three or four team in the country. And then we play them in the final four and we're down 22 points in the first half to them. I mean, they're kicking our ass, kicking our ass on national TV. We're embarrassed. We're like, oh my gosh, we're laying the biggest egg. And Coach K, uh, you know, called timeout and said, guys, we can't play any worse. So whether we lose by 50 or lose by two, it doesn't matter. We're at the final four. Just go out and let it fly. Have fun. So we come back, win that game by double digits. Crazy. So after that game, we're like, we're team of destiny. You know, so I don't care who we're playing. We could have played, you know, Jordan Bowles and said, we are a team of destiny. Uh, this is this is our time. But we had, we had to make it happen. Jeez. I got a quick off topic. Do you, have you ever seen Coach K dye his hair? Did you, or you ever find his his black dye? Did he? Yeah, no. Uh, everyone thinks that, and it's it's natural, man. Nice jeans. <laughs> okay, so wow. He's got those nice jeans, man. I just I, I don't know how to explain it. But great hair, amazing. Jesus, it's amazing. Let's start. Let's get into the game. So Arizona starts hot, six of eight in the first or six of eight in the first five minutes. You guys getting a little foul trouble. What's the mindset going in with some of this adverse situation early on in the game? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the hallmarks of our teams was we never really panicked. Uh, we, we had so much talent, and we knew we deserved to be there. And so uh, we were not hitting shots early. It's hard to shoot in a dome. We're in the Metrodome of Minneapolis. Depth it's, per it's section? So the depth? Yeah, it's just weird. You, you just feel like you're, 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 you're like – in this huge space and, and the rim seems just like it's floating out there. And so the, the depth perception is a little strange in a dome like that. So you never, never practice it. Um, Arizona was really good. And so we just knew like, once we settle down, we get back in the game, you know, uh, Jay will, uh, you know, who was <laughs> the best guard in the country that year, wasn't even close. Um, you know, got in some foul trouble. He was, he was struggling, but uh, we, we stayed in it. I mean, we didn't, we didn't panic and we just knew like, okay, at the halftime we're not playing our best ball our best balls ahead of us still yeah and i mean you had the tough task here of guarding lauren woods who's such a long player i mean you're an elite defender but this guy is putting up numbers on you is there any point where you're like fuck this guy what do i do with this guy yeah, seven one you know i'm, I'm six eight two fifteen uh so in, in college it's a little bit different you really can't get physical in the nba you can use forms and, and, and wrists and all that uh, which you had to play defense like this. And so like, I, I really couldn't do anything. I was, I was shocked that they didn't try to attack me more in the post. Uh, Cause they knew I had to carry so much of, of the offensive load and just try to try to wear me down. Um, but they sort of went away from him, which is just kind of weird. And they, look, they had Richard Jefferson and Gilbert Arenas and Michael Wright and uh, Jason Gardner. So they had really good teams, but uh, you know, he was a, he was a handful. And so I was a great defender. I was national defensive player of the year, but uh, you know, <laughs> It's, it's tough guarding someone who's seven one. I can only imagine. It's like five inches. It's like seven, six inches. Five inches. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, Coach K is infamous for working the refs. You know, Coach K, he's talking to the refs. Hey, what's he saying to him? I have no clue. What's he do? What's his? What's his? What's what's his tactic? 
I think he does he just like help. does he does he try to mentor him like you guys are great young men? Oh no, 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 no! If you if you were courtside to hear Coach K talk to reps, you you would blush. Oh, right? any Coach any K, quotes you no. remember? Well, enough, you know, you know, he'd never degrade referees, but you know, he would definitely call them motherfuckers. I mean, like you know, motherfucker was like like. It was like saying like he or she, like he just always cussed and uh, he was on them from the jump. And so, I, you know, I think after a while, refs just were like, yeah, I, I don't want to deal with Coach K anymore. So, like, I, I'm not going to call these these crap fouls <laughs> Duke anymore. You know, but the funny thing about like playing at Duke, he's like, look, referees, um, they always award the more aggressive team. And if that's just your style of play. After a while, they're just going to be socialized to to let aggressive teams sort of get the benefit of the doubt. Now, if you're passive and you're begging for calls all the time, the rest, you know, they're human. They're not going to not going to reward you. Um, so our, our mindset was always just be the aggressor, keep the pressure on the other team, and you know, make make them make plays and make the rest make calls. And uh, it was it was a really good formula for us. So you know, you go into halftime. It's thirty five thirty three. Anything that Coach K said in the locker room to get you hyped, or we, we did he, was there nothing that really needed to be said? What kind of guy was he? Was he like attack? Like was he? Because Belichick, he was more of he never rah rah you. He was more yeah. of like we're gonna give you information when what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and then you guys go use that information. It was more like yeah. business. It was what was Coach K's way of of handling the guys in the locker room was he a guy that got raw raw or did you did he have like a player that was the raw raw guy and he would use like good cop back like what was the yeah it varied again like he knew the situation and there are some games where you know we're up five we should be up 12 at the half and he comes in and just rips us a new one and just you know spitting and cursing and throwing chairs and we go out and you know win by 20 and there are other games where we come in very calm and say look just you know, we're missing shots. We're turning the ball over. Like, let's 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 just play our game. And so, um, that game, two thousand one, uh, he's pretty calm. Actually, he's like, look, we have not played our best game. You know, this is a very good team. Respect them. Uh, but uh, you know, we don't have to do anything different than what Duke does. But we have to be the best version of ourselves for twenty minutes. And so, like, he he had a way of just giving us confidence um, and. The way he talked to us, we never had to like do something outside of like what we did the entire year or, or who we were as a team. Um, it was a really, really interesting, unique skill that I respect. It's crazy how like great leaders are because that you know that's he, he when you guys were flying high, he'd cut you down. When you guys were down low, he would he would you know fuel you guys. And I always remembered that with Belichick the same way. Like we went out and blew out the Tennessee Titans by 35 in a snowstorm one time. And we get into the team meeting on, on Monday and he throws on these low lights and he goes, you mean to, like we miss a fucking wide route or something like an easy routine play. We just blew this team out by 35 points and he's motherfucking <laughs> me and Brady for not connecting on a garbage time fucking play. Like, because we were flying high, we were feeling it, you know what I mean? And then there's another yep. time where we lose a game and we just didn't have a good week and he would come in and he knew where our spirits were. That's the, that's how you know there's a good leader. They know where the spirits are and he, 
you know, we're all expecting like, oh, he's going to fucking murder us for this. And he didn't, you know, he handled it differently because we needed that love. We needed that, you know, we needed that confidence. We were not, we weren't confident at the time. So that's, that's awesome to hear. You know, that's, yeah. And that's what coach K sounds like he is, man. He's that's that's leadership leader of men. You know, and he is, yes. We never felt we could fail ever, you know? And so I don't know if that's like military mindset or whatever, but we always, Felt we did our job. Didn't matter who we played. Yeah, we, we we had a great shot of winning. So so you come out of the locker room at halftime. Mike Dunleavy starts just becoming a flamethrower. Just three straight threes in a row. Uh, you know, you guys get hot. I've heard Richard Jefferson is blamed by Gilbert Arenas. What do you make of this? <laughs> Does this? What do you make of Arenas blaming RJ for this Arizona loss? Would you have won regardless oh, if RJ got hot? I, I I think it's hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love hearing those guys bicker. You know, look, Mike D got hot. You know, Mike D was what Mike D is my best friend in the entire world. Still to this day, and so he was so bad like during that run, he couldn't he couldn't do shit. And but like we never lost faith in him. He, he was our guy, and. Uh, it was just one of those things he hit one and then you could see just, you know, him jonesing for the, for the ball. And, uh, you know, we, we found him two more times and that, that was the game, that was the game. You know, and you just need, you know, those, those single plays that happened in the game that, that turned the tide and that was the play for us. But like, look, I, it wasn't Richard Jefferson's fault. You know, I, I, I don't think that was his fault. Uh, you know, I like to think we had something to do with it too. Well, you had those clutch, you had the put-back dunk, you put had the put-back back tip. I mean, you kind of just closed that thing out. That must have felt pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I, you know, obviously I'm not super athletic. And um, those plays at the end of the game, like, I, I didn't shoot the ball well that game at all. And so I, I tried to come out in the second half and, and try, try, try to make something happen because I, I wasn't going to go out, you know, scoring 10 points and and not just doing everything I could. And so um, – yeah, it was crazy. Well, I watched that game. I don't know how I got the tip in. I tipped it in with the back of my hand down the stretch. And um, it was funny, like that that dunk I had, um, I could have stepped back for the three. You know, I was feeling the three, but like, I'll just never forget that feeling. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I got dunked this. And like, I wasn't a big dunker, but like, I was so tired. Uh, it was it was like the last minute of the last game. I'm like, I got, I got to fucking punch this. And so I'm like, I'm going for it. And I got the ball, took one dribble and, and, and punched it. And uh, I was exhausted. I don't know how, how it went in. You know, I'm glad I didn't get stuck there. But uh, uh, you know, we're so close. We're so close. Again, I, I would I would have died on the floor uh, to to win that game. Wow. Is that when you knew it was over after that dunk? You're like, we got this. I'm going back. We're going back. We got it. When did you I'll feel? Never forget that feel. When did you well, feel you guys had it? Because you guys beat them by ten. There was a point where you. Yeah, it was over. It wasn't until I look over and Lute Olson goes like this, and it was like you know thirty thirty seconds. I saw that. 10. Why didn't I'm, they? They were you guys. They were only down ten points. I don't understand that. Like why? Why did they? They quit with time, without timeouts and stuff. It's hard. It's hard to make. I get it. Uh, I get it. It, it. You know, but I, but I was still like on it. We're up ten, and I'm sitting there still spitting fire and, and cursing, and 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 then finally, uh, Luke goes like this with thirty seconds left. And I said to myself, oh, shit, we, we did it. Like, we we did it, you know? And, you know, Jules, I, I don't know about you, but, like, you never win a championship, like, at that level. Like, you actually don't know what it takes to win, right? 
you think you have an idea, you talk to people, but like the work you put in, you actually don't know until clock hits zero and you're holding that trophy and you're like, oh shit, like that was the hardest thing I ever had to do in, in the sport, right? Was- and then you, it, it becomes like totally understandable and you understand like why you did all that, but it's only crystal clear at that precise moment. And that's what I remember. Um, in that last 30 seconds, like, oh, shit, like, we, we did it. And that was so hard. <laughs> Especially, I mean, in championship games, for us, I, I don't know how it is for basketball. I can only imagine because you guys are playing so many games so back-to-back. You're exhausted because of the emotions, the mental fatigue that you have for the focus that you put in, the actual physical fatigue that you have. Like, I was always the most tired after games and like you said you're you didn't really know until you saw the the hand wave by loot like i remember after the the what was it um 16 the atlanta falcons super bowl where we were we won the game and i didn't know if we won i was still in competition mode because i thought they had to review it and they're like i go up to belichick we're hugging i'm like did, did they review the fucking play are we done did we get it are we in he's like yeah we won i'm like all right i was yelling at everyone get the fuck off the field it's not <laughs> over because you know you you're in that competitive yes. mindset where like you're yeah. on a mission yeah you know yeah i love that i totally i totally get it i totally get it and you don't want to you, you don't you don't want to you know the second you celebrate and let up a second you know and give the other teams other team one chance you, you could lose it and that, that's like the worst nightmare of any athlete any competitor shane who's your all-time starting five at duke five guys um you know i get asked a lot so i'm gonna go leitner i'm gonna go hill i'm gonna go uh jj reddick jason williams and johnny dawkins i'm not i'm not putting myself in wow that's a that's a it's a classic man. I expect nothing less. Doesn't even put himself in. He puts everyone else. He's, everything's the best for the team. I got. I got to ask you too, because you you had such a cool NBA career. You were on some of my favorite teams to watch. I mean, that Rockets team with you know Ray for Alston, T Mac, Yao, Scola. Yeah. That was a cool. That must have been a fun team to be on. Oh, it was a great team. It's yeah. a great team. You know, we 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 had a chance to win championships those years. Uh, we we never help never healthy. You know. And it, T-Mac and, and Yao, two of the, the great players of that generation, uh, just never never able to stay healthy. Uh, we, we, we had some squads, though. It's a fun team. It's interesting. I feel like you're one of the guys that changed from one period of the NBA to the next, where now you're the type of guy that teams really seek out. And I think that really began in Miami when they saw what you brought to the table as a 3 and D guy. Now there's like you're the, almost the prototype. They're like, we need a Shane Battier type. You look at guys like Mikhail Bridges or like, you know, guys who play really good D and can hit that open shot. I mean, do you, do you feel almost responsible for that in some way? <laughs> I don't know if responsible. Uh, it, was, it was born out of uh, just need. Um, you know, everyone said, you know, Golden State invented small ball. No, Miami Heat invented small ball. I know because I was the small forward who became a power forward and got the, the hell beat, beat out of me by, you know, guys 50, 60 pounds heavier than me. And it was in 2012, Chris Bosch, our starting power forward, gets hurt. He goes down. We have no one to back him up. So Spo comes to me and says, hey, Shane, uh, we're thinking about, you know, starting you at power forward. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, 
want to play. Not a lot of it's guys would do that, day. though. Oh, you know, look, we're in the playoffs. We're going for a championship. Yeah. So it's, it's all hands on deck. So, yeah, whatever, whatever you need. And so for an NBA champion, we probably started the worst front court in the, in the history of the NBA the next game. It was me and Power Forward and Dexter Pittman, who I love, Barbecue Pit, at center. And Indiana beat us by 20. All right. We go down 2 1 in, in the Eastern. Were you guarding like, David like, West? Oh. Yeah. It was insane. Out of me. And I'm getting switched off from Roy Hibbert, you know, as I'm just sitting there trying to fight. And, you know, no one remembers that because we win the championship that year, but we were down 2 to 1 to Indiana in, in the second round. And, um, you know, we made some adjustments, but like we went on a run and I just was the small ball four. And so there's like two threes, keep spacing and, and bang with these guys as much as you can. And it, it paid off. And when Chris Bosch came back, he, he was the center. I was the power forward. And that, you know, obviously we had LeBron, who was the, the ultimate skeleton key. Um, but that was the, the dawn of small ball and uh, at, at a super high level. And uh, so I am, I am proud of that fact that, that they select me a power forward. And not only did we uh, not only survive, we won a couple of championships. Off of How do you win a national championship and then have to go to class? <laughs> It was uh, wasn't very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go? We we partied. We, uh, I took a couple of days off. A right, couple days in. off. It, it it was fun. It it was a big party, and um, I, yeah, just oof, oof. It, it was it was a rough week the next week. So um, I you know I was a religion major. I, I, you know I wanted to finish strong. I didn't want to screw up my uh, my GPA. So but I, I took a took, took a a few days off after uh getting back from minneapolis and uh we, we had a very good time you're such a well-rounded human i've never heard an nba player be like i just i gotta graduate with honors i just gotta <laughs> yeah i can only i could only i worked hard for like three and a half years. i wasn't gonna screw it up at the very end <laughs> no i know? respect it man those well, teachers well, weren't gonna give you no bad grades <laughs> get out of here well well you know don't, don't give them a reason to right <laughs> You were you guarded so many great players. You played in such a tough era. Uh, who was the toughest? I mean, I remember you having to lock down prime Kobe, having to face up. I remember your hand right in the eye on all those replays. Like, who was the toughest cover that you ever had? To yeah, it was in? it was Kobe. Yeah. You know, Kobe. Uh, Kobe was a, was a uh, a month older than me. You know, may, may he rest in peace. The, the, the greatest competitor I ever played against. Um, he and I had this like weird cat and mouse thing going every time we play like he would come up to me and be buddy buddy one day and we'd be talkative next day he'd be ice cold wouldn't even look at me <laughs> and he played this passive aggressive game with me that uh it was just one mind game after another and i and i gave him nothing i was like a stone and so i didn't react to him i didn't i didn't look at him i didn't try to talk to him i i tried to just be like eeyore you know after every game uh you know he missed a few shots and I was, Oh man, I, I can't guard Kobe. Like, I, you know, look at it's Kobe Bryant. I'm just this, this schluck. He got, you know, I, I got lucky. He missed some shots knowing full well, like I had a good game plan against him, you know, and he had big, he had big games against me and he had, he had games where I thought I got the best of them. Uh, but for my money, it was, it was competition at its highest level. And like, that is what I miss. And that, that's what I miss. I'll never have a chance to have this conversation with him just to, to, to talk about the games within the game, within the game that we play with each other um, at the, at the ultimate highest level of competition um, in, in the sport that we, uh, that we both love. Yeah. Did we miss anything over this 2001 season? 
Yeah, I mean, I think just when you look back at a championship run, um, you just never know how close that line is. And, that, and that's the story. When you look back at the team now and you say, yeah, of course, Jason Williams, Carlos Boozer, Mike Dunleavy, Battier, Chris Duhon, pros, of course they were going to win. You know, we won every game by 20 points. Uh, you know, after Carlos gets hurt, um, you know, the next game we go out to North Carolina, we start, you know, Casey Sanders and Reggie Love. Uh, Reggie Love was a football player who was more known to be Obama, President Obama's body man. Um, and, and they got to guard Brendan Haywood, who's, you know, all, all ACC, all American player. Um, we didn't know if we were going to beat them. Actually, beat them by 10 uh, at Carolina. We go to the ACC tournament. We, di- we didn't know if we were going to win one game, ended up winning the tournament. And then in the NCAA tournament, we knew we were small, we were we were quick, but without Carlos, we didn't know our chances and ended up winning the title. And so, you know, in every great championship, and what's, what makes championships so great is that she just, there's a point in every journey where you just don't know, you, you're, you might not make it. And you push through and when you finally do, you're like, man, that was close, that was close. And like, no one knows, no one knows, but like the guys in the locker room. And so like, that's, that's, that's what's special to me about championships, you know, the rings and parades and the parties and you know all that's great but uh it, it's 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 testing yourself to the the fullest limits and, and coming out on the other end yeah everything has to people don't realize a lot of things got to go your way with to, to win the ship because some of the best teams i played on we didn't win you know we didn't get we weren't healthy we weren't playing right something happened here a crazy call like there's so many little things that have to happen in your favor to win it's not just that easy you got to go do it what's 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 the look of duke university without coach k what do, what do we what, what should we expect is it going to go to we can turn into shit or or are we good no hey, look we're, we're in great hands with with uh with john shire uh john is he's he's, he's smart and he's tough and yeah, he's he's a killer out there, you know. You see by his recruiting class, they're at the top recruiting class this year and next year, and working on three years from now. And uh, look, you play, you play for Coach K, you play for the best. Yeah. Um. So he understands, you know, how to lead at the highest the highest level, and uh, you know, we're excited. All, all the former players are supporting him, and obviously want him to to to, to crush it and do well. And, and he is, he is. We, we believe in him, so I think we'll be all right. Well, who's gonna? Who's going to go over and congratulate the losing team for their efforts now um, after games, like, and mentor them? Who's going to do that? Is is he is he on that same level? These are outstanding. The, the, co- the, the coach K chest pat. That, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss that. You know, and, you know after, after after a win, you always shake their hand and give them a, a pat on, on the chest. And I know they had to piss off other coaches. It was, it was great. It was great. So as players, we, we always we always laugh about that. So I'm sure I'm sure Shire will have his own thing. Did you ever see Coach K go into another locker room to give uh, their his kudos to a team for beating you guys? Um, actually, yeah. I have. Yeah, it sounds I about have. right. Um, I love Coach K. Yeah, like there are a couple of times. I mean, look, we lost fifteen times in four years, and there are a couple of times, um, you know, every time we lost, basically teams, ru- you know, fans rush the floor. Yeah, they they beat us, right? Yeah. And so there's not really time to to uh, shake hands and do all that stuff. We're trying to get out of there and, and, and save our hide. So you know, there, there are a couple of times where Coach K will go over and just you know say, "Hey, guys, you guys played a great game. You know, enjoy it. You guys, you guys earned it." And yep. So he, he did do that. You ever think about, you know, you're a Michigan guy, you ever think about like, what if I stayed home, played for Michigan State, and I teamed up with Zebo and Jay Rich? <laughs> Funny story about that. So, I, you know, I graduated high school in 97, and um, 
Tom Izzo just got in the job. I, I love Coach Izzo. I love him. I love him. So he was fresh. He was green, uh, literally. And uh, he can't, he made the cardinal mistake. And I, and I tell him this to this day. He came into my, my living room on, on my visit and said, look, we got the best weight staff in the Big Ten. You know, we're going to put 40 pounds of muscle on you. And you're going to be the baddest motherfucker, the baddest power forward in the Big Ten. And I have Dean Smith and Coach K say, no, man, like you're a small forward, man. You got to shoot threes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with those guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought, man, you messed up. Like if you just said, like, you're going to shoot threes, you might have you had me. But uh, no, it's a great program. And I, I loved is I just didn't want to be a 260-pound power forward. So, yep, there it is. Tom Izzo, he fucked it up. You don't want, players don't want to bang. I mean, it's like even AD on the Lakers. He doesn't want to play the five. He wants to chill and shoot threes, right? It's, it's short and drift. I mean, that's why I retired. I, two years of playing power forward at, at 215 pounds. By the end of it, I'm like, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I'm too old. I can't, I can't do this anymore. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you were banging with Tim Duncan in the, in the finals. Oh that's not fun. Yeah. No, large guys. But you got hot in those finals. I mean, that is that some of the best. That's got to be your best memory in the pro is just not missing a three in that finals run. Well, look, you know, again, we talk about how how thin the line is. Um, You know, I was a small ball power forward the entire year. You know, getting the the heck beaten out of me every single night. But I shot a career best like forty three percent from the three. All right, so that was my equalizer. So those big guys wouldn't come guard me. You know, I bang them in the eye with, with, with a lot of three pointers. Um, get to the playoffs, and I'm exhausted. I'm so beat up from banging the entire year and playing every single night and, and, and taking the load off LeBron and these guys. Uh, but I can't make a shot. So I have like my worst shooting slump of all time, and of, of like any level. And at one point, I'm like four for thirty from three. I can't like make a shot. And so I see my playing time dwindle, 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 dwindle. Uh, to the point before game seven of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, I go to Spo before the game and say, look, I know I've been terrible. Like, I know. But, like, I'm built for game seven. I'm built. This is why you brought me here. I don't know what I'm going to do. You put me in that game. You know, I'm, I'm going to help us win, and I'm going to do what I do. And so uh, the game starts. Uh, I don't play in the first quarter. I don't play by halftime. Third quarter, I don't get in. Fourth quarter, I never took my warm-ups off. So it was it – was, the only time in my entire career I had the words DMP CD next to my name did not play coach's decision. Right. And so like, I'm crushed. I'm like, is this it? Am I, am I over the hill? Am I, am I washed? Like, this is how it ends. Um, and I was like depressed. So like, you know, drank a lot of beer that night, sang karaoke with my, with my wife, got over it. And I, was, I said, look, if I get my chance, I'm, I'm going to do what I built my entire career on. So I don't really play the first couple of games of the series against the Spurs and the finals. Game four, I get in. Game five, I bank a three in. I'm like, it's a, it's a sign. It's a sign. Game six, I get in the game, make three threes. Game seven, I don't need to make a speech, but I get in the game. You know, first five times, I touch the rock. Start five for five. End the game six for eight from three. Score 18 points. Win the championship. And In but, game but seven. No, no one. Game seven. Game seven, the NBA finals go six, eight, six for eight from three. 18 points. And in a performance no one saw coming, you know, much less me. Um, and so it's rare in anything you have like 
the lowest point of your career or your life in, in whatever you're trying to, to do and the highest point of your career within two week period. Uh, and, and so I, I experienced that. And uh, so I'm very, very proud of, of that run and sort of staying the course and, and being ready when my number was called. Real, real quick, you, I have heard you're a big karaoke guy. What, what's your go-to song? I, I always close it down with uh, Oasis. Don't look back in anger. Ooh, oh, great tune, great album, great song, great album. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. Damn, it. that's a that's a ballsy one too. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great tune. Yeah, I love karaoke too. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to get hammered and sing into a mic. It is. Did you not? You it didn't is. go. I heard you didn't go out and party after Game Seven though. <laughs> that was like I don't know where that came from. Like, uh, you know, I think D Wade is on Jimmy Kimmel, and he showed that picture of me at, at Denny's. Like, there was not a, they didn't show the timestamp. It was like like eight thirty in the morning. So, <laughs> yes, I, I went up. Everyone's like, "Oh, Battier!" Like he's he's so square that he went from winning the championship, scoring eighteen points, hitting six threes, straight to Denny's to celebrate. Like, no, no, Denny's was part of that long, long evening. But no, I, I. I, I Trust me, I, I did celebrate that night. I'm, I'm not that much of a square. I'm very serious. I'm disciplined, but uh, that is the the public perception that is uh, a little mis- misconstrued. So Denny's, yes, but much much later in the in the morning. I guess you could say. We we might we actually might get Gilbert Arenas on here to uh, talk about this game. You got any questions we should ask him? You got any, any inside jokes or? You got something you you're no, curious about? No, we you know we we, we got Gil on a, on, a, on a tough one, uh, and so he was a hell of a player. We, we were really concerned about him, and he you know he he was not the Gilbert that we that we we studied film on up to that point, and so uh, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, I'm, I, you know. I'm I'm okay, I'm okay winning when guys have off games. I'm okay. I'm not that guy who says I want the best shot. I want to be able to, no. Just I, I was I was okay. With it. We'll tell Gilbert not to look back in anger. Don't very nice, very good. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, Shane, thank you so much for joining us, man. Is there anything we missed here? Um, no. Two thousand one is great team, man. Great team. It was fun to watch this because we, you know, we're both thirty six. That was a huge part, you know, of our lives. That was going into freshman year, high school, watching these these guys play, man. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. Thanks. You need anything, let us know, man. He was great, man. Yeah, he's exactly how I expected him to be. We got a few F-bombs out of him. Got him. Got him, but he's just a... You could tell that's a good... He's a glue guy. Good glue guy. Great great leader. Pure winner. Pure. Does it the right way. He's got that... He's got, like, Matthew Slater vibes. (laughs) Where he didn't drink because Matt Matthew Slater's never drinking, you know, like these guys that are very routine oriented, they're very respectful, like classy men. That like he that's just that's what he is, man. He's the dude in the movie though. Like if it's the Duke sports movie, he's the dude that they're like, dude, just get fucked up with us one night. Yeah. And then like late in the movie, he gets ripped and they're like, Yes. And then he gets too drunk. Yeah. And he's and then he's like, ah, ah, you know, like just they lose him or something. <laughs> We can't find Battier for the big game. (laughs) He was he was great though. I mean, and that you forget how cool a game that is. Yeah, it it took me back for sure. 
especially with all the names. Like we 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 talked about it with him. There's a bunch of pros in that game, and this that's when Duke was really the Duke, not the one and done Duke. Yeah, they were the. I mean, Duke. even the even the team that we remember most recently with the the big names that you know didn't win it, but you know Zion, RJ, Cameron. That's not Duke. That's not Duke. One, they're all one and done. They're, that's one and done. I mean, Badier was a Duke. senior here. This is the Duke. Yeah. Those are that's Duke. Yeah. The new Duke is Duke. This was the Duke. Yeah. Like the like the football. No, I think he's right. The football's man. called the Duke. Yeah. Not just Duke. I but, you know what I think of is Midnight Run. Mardukas. Remember that movie? Charles Grodin? No. Oh, it's fucking classic. I gotta get a movie Nero, list from you. I'm gonna give you a fucking Oh, I'm gonna give me some movies. Nice. I'm dude. gonna set you up nice, dude. Fuck. I'm gonna set you up. But, but, it used to be it used to be like mixtapes back in the day, but now it's like you show someone you care with just like movie selections. Yeah. Remember giving someone a mixtape? All the time. Yeah. You got to. Don't look back in anger, baby. This one's for you. You got Yeah. I mean, you still share music. That's a that's a, a huge You share part. music, but it's rare. I guess you do a playlist now. Yeah, you do you do that's playlists. I, I you still do it. It's just different form. You're that's true. It's just not as cool as when you, you're burning di discs, CDs. It took more care back in the day. Mom, do we got any more blank CDs? No. <laughs> try, to make, try to make a playlist for my girl. That was Will Ferrell Meatloaf vibes, man. Wedding Crashers. The fucking Meatloaf. I never know what she's doing up there. <laughs> Still, still a classic. Man, I just watched it. Me too. It's Last on Netflix. night, I, I, or two nights ago, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's on I, Netflix. I had to give it a watch, even though I'm a Paramount Plus person. Uh, let's settle the prop bet. How do we do? Did we? How many compliments did we get out of Shane Battier on Arizona? I only got three. He said they got a lot of pros. It's not kind of a pro. Is, fact. It's a fact. It's, it's not a, a compliment. Fact. He complimented Lou Olson. Legend. He said they were really, really good. Mm -hmm. He complimented Gil at the end. That's true. I'm putting us at three, so we uh, we didn't hit the four and a half. Sorry, guys. That's it's tough to get that out of a competitor. Yeah, but he's so classy. I I I forgot about the bet. I was so infatuated with him having such a low hairline that he bicks his head. That's insane. You know, I've never heard of a low hairline. It's crazy. He's not even bald, and he bicks his head. Yeah. But it looks good. He's got like a shiny head. Great, great shape. Yeah. Handsome. Good smile. That's actually a form of defense. I didn't even think about the shiny head. Like Kobe's like, he's just looking at himself like, stop. You know, <laughs> you can't do anything. You're just catching the reflection. Or you just, yeah, you, you hit him with the, like the thing when you hit your watch or something, the, the light. You're, you blind him. Blind him and on the free throw line. Let's jump really quickly to uh, an Arizona Wildcat. Great. An NBA killer. Agent Zero. Gilbert Arenas. Agent Zero. We, we got to ask you, because we had Shane Battier on this podcast, actually, and we talked about the Duke-Arizona game. Straight trash. <laughs> Straight trash, bro. <laughs> yeah, what was, what, what's your relation like with Shane? You know... You were just, hurt, though, you know, that game, right? You were hurt. Yeah, I was hurt. I, was hurt. Um, I just hate all Duke players. Like, it's just one of those things that you just... If they came from Duke, you just naturally just hate them. Um, and he was on a team that that defeated us. Um, he was a you know he was a great leader. You know um, he 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 willed that team with his leadership. Um, you know that and the refs helped, but you know um, he, he was a great he was a great leader for that that Duke team. Now that did, beat us. 
Did Coach K come try to mentor you guys after you guys lost to them? Because you no, wasn't he no. He, he was known to like go into the losing teams like locker room and say, "Hey guys, I just want to say you guys had a great game, great game plan versus us, and you all are <laughs> extraordinary young men." No, I, no, I don't think he was coming into the 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 Luke Walton. The, I mean, the Lute Olson locker room, you know, making that type of speech. And we're back. It was it was great, great convo with Agent Zero. Love Gilbert. The legacy of this game. What's the legacy? This was. This was like the how many how many national championships does Duke have? Five. So they Coach K has this? five. They won two after this. Who? Uh, they won in twenty ten and twenty fifteen. Who, who? What were those teams? They haven't won since then. Right. Um. Twenty twenty ten was. Let me see who was on that team. That was John Shire, Kyle Singler. That was the one they beat Butler. Remember Gordon Hayward at the. Buzzer, Gordon Hayward, out. sure. And then Gordon Hayward thinks he could beat me in ping pong because, so I I went and trained at the facility at Celtics, and they got a ping pong table, and old Gordon Hayward he you know he he he's the champ on there. I'm over here cleaning house. He brings in custom paddle. I'm using like standard paddle. You can't bring custom paddle. You you can't you can't have custom paddle against standard paddle it's like a different game he's bill murray and kingpin with a special ball special ball and so like every time like we cross paths now he's he's always like trying to bring up ping pong shit i'm like dude why don't you let me use your paddle let me use your paddle to see how good you are yeah dude fuck that guy dude nah he's going nah i don't mess with gordon hayward dude <laughs> he's then, got my back nah, he's, he's a good player 2015 was when duke beat um the Frank Kaminsky Wisconsin Badgers. Ooh, who was on that, that dude? Quinn Cook, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, Jaleel Okafor. And the real heads will remember Big Cat was crushed that game. Former guest Big Cat. He said if we have him back on, he wants to talk about that game. Wow. I mean, that was uh Tyus Jones. They played who? Wisconsin? Hit- yeah, they played Wisconsin that year. Tyus Jones did a big three on the Knicks last night. It really pissed me off. I didn't. I Tyus wasn't watching. Jones. I wasn't watching. Uh, the whole Knicks. Yeah. So, what's the lasting image from this game? For me, I think one of them is definitely Dunleavy getting hot, Battier with the putback put back. dunk. We'll give it to. We, yeah, it's the putback dunk. Let's give it to Shane. Got to. What do you think it is? I know the giving up at the end. Giving up. No timeout. All right. No timeouts. We just. Reggie Miller hit three threes in like 10 Don't seconds. Don't fucking, let's not. I mean, wh- Don't bring it up. Why not? Because that fucking game pissed me off, dude. Why? Because he fouled Greg Anthony, that's why. I'm, but, but I'm just saying. You- they didn't call a foul. He pushed Greg Anthony to the floor. He hit, look, he hit, he hit big shots. Ooh, I hated Reggie Miller. Do you know what I, my lasting image of this, of this interview is when he, he did the shooting, he did a shooting movement. I was like, man, he's got good wrist. You could just tell he's got like a good wrist. Yeah. I wonder if those guys, I wanted to ask him, but we were, we got out of it. I was like, can you just like make any, like when you throw your shirt in the hamper, it's always in. You, you never miss when you throw fucking something in the trash. Beer pong, he's killing it. I wonder what those guys and their, their wrist dexterity that they just can shoot everything. That's a, I don't, you know? Yeah. How I, cool would that be if you could shoot everything and just make it? I think he ha- he had a nice jumper. 
I mean, I mean you could 43, tell. Forty-three percent from three from a defensive player is absurd. Yeah. You think even he says Kobe when he shoots it, <laughs> like even like into the trash can. <laughs> That's that, crazy. You guard Kobe, but you still—he's that iconic. You man. could tell he was. That was. That was heavy. Yeah, that was a little heavy. He, he you know. I mean, it's tough. Kobe is such an icon. If I'm just on like the Instagram Explore page and they're showing his package and the the fadeaways and the dunks, I mean, it's like I get lost in a Kobe rabbit hole. I can't, I can't resist. It was just he was such a beautiful player. That's what's on your popular page. That yeah, very different from mine. <laughs> you just butts. No, mine's like uh, food. I got a lot of food on there too. <laughs> And the lasting image. <laughs> Just uh, slicing burgers and, and, and G-strings, that's all. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm a fashion, I like fashion. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's name this game. We, we, we got to start asking them more. Yeah, about the, the game. The, the dumper with uh, Pence, that's a good one. That was a good one. We we need to start asking the people the names that are in the game. I'm calling this the year of the Battier because that's how you really remember the game. You can't just call it like the year of the Duke. This is Battier senior year. He's he's kind of the leader. And by the way, it's pretty cool that he and Don Levy are best friends still. I didn't know yeah, that. No. That's pretty that's pretty nice. That's college. College, yeah. man. College. You you're always boys with the college kids. They literally retired his jersey on senior night. That's true. We didn't even bring that up. So he, he he was a legend before he left. How do you go to class after? How do you go to class if you want to keep if, that if, GPA if you up? up at, yeah, <laughs> clearly. I've never heard. I, I've never heard. You hear Barkley like loudly be like, "I didn't go to class," yeah. and then we get Shane Badia who's like, "Yeah, I wanted to be a star in the classroom as well." You know, three days, four days is gonna mess up the GPA. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I was." I missed two days. If I would have done more, I would have got the GPA. No, dude, I went like three weeks without going to classes and affect my GPA. Well, you think of athletes cheating off the smart kids, but I feel like the smart kids were cheating off Battier. 100%. I feel like he was good everywhere. Every, he, he's, he's a leader of men. Leader <laughs> of men. What do you men? got, Jack, over there? Yeah. I see you giggling. <laughs> uh, do we need a GPA check around the, around the hotel? I want to know, because I remember certain athletes. I remember Emeka Okafor had like a three five and he got denied from Stanford. And then but he went to UConn. But I'm like, you're the best big man in the country and you have a three five? Well we didn't know his SAT score. That know. might be the pro it might we have been didn't know his back. SAT score. And you know, Stanford being an elite school in an elite area, you know, we don't just let anyone in there. Damn. We I don't know why I'm saying we. I just live. I, I don't by think it. you'd be on Team Stanford for this one, dude. I love Stanford. It, yeah, it's a cool. Have you a, been to Stanford? My you sister been on that went there. Yeah, yeah. How, how that? How crazy is that st that campus? It was the drunkest. It was the first time I got drunk was at like a graduation party for my sister. I remember we did a wine drinking contest. Me and all the young kids. I was like seventh grade. So Stanford, we did a yeah. wine. Well, there was beer and wine, and we started with beer, and then we, we were like, let's wine. drink the wine. We'd start pounding wine, and I remember not knowing I was drunk because I was in seventh grade until I stood up and I started walking. And I fell flat on my face, and my dad witnessed the whole thing. And he had to run across a room and like carry me out. <laughs> wine will always sneak up on you. Wine Even is, now. Wine is a silly drunk. That's why I love wine. Dude, I went to that, what is it, that French laundry or French laundry over in fucking Napa with my, with a soft. 
you know, Asaf and his wife. His wife was pregnant at the time. And you go to this place and like they don't ask you like like how they they don't ask you what wine you want. They say, How much do you want to spend? So Damn. first off, I'm sitting there and I have like a little crowd around. I'm like, uh, I don't know, like a thousand bucks. You know, just I didn't want to I didn't want to say like a hundred. You gotta bring Wes Welker with you, man. Yeah, I, I, I know. So they go and they bring in this the wine and she's pregnant. He barely drinks. So I end up drinking like two bottles of wine. I couldn't leave. I couldn't get up. Cause these, you know, it's like a 13 course meal at this fucking place. And you, you get these little bites and I get up and literally almost fall over. So I apologize to everyone at French Laundry. Unbelievable service. But I, I could barely get out of that place. I was like fucking falling over other fucking literally tables like almost knocked the table over i love that all because of that sneaky wine drunk it's so sneaky all right jack did we forget anything by the way he did just say he drank two bottles that's not sneaky that's on you <laughs> it's, it was she was pregnant <laughs> she was pregnant and what he do we, doesn't drink what, what do we forget oh sneaky a lot of gpa talk this episode um, we got a text here into the Games with Names hotline from Angie, Jules's mom. What? Jules's Kent State GPA 2.35 we're getting. Was it? Yeah, Angie remembers, I guess. He was a quarterback. <laughs> no way. I was I was higher than 2.34. That's then, wrong. That's <laughs> false. That's fake. Fake That's news. Fake. I had a 3.0 for a sec. For a sec. Like uh, my, nah. We also got a little uh, tip into the hotline that, um, Badier graduated from Detroit Country Day with a 3.96, named the school's most outstanding student his senior year. What Damn. a guy. God. And then, speaking of Kent State, we can't forget, in this tournament, Kent State, a 13 seed upset Indiana. Let's go! A four seed. Yeah, this is, uh, this. they went to the Elite Eight this year, I think. This is with, with when they had uh, Antonio Gates? No, that, that was probably like 90... Dude, we have we have low key. Uh, we're a basketball school at Kent. We would always Antonio Gates could hoop, right? He didn't play football. He played it's basketball. Crazy. He led him to the Elite Eight. What an athlete that guy is! Stud. We always had really what, good. Is basketball. he? He's. Where do you rank him? Tight ends ever? I mean, he's probably top five. He's got to be eight. Right? He's got to be top five. It was route running ability. He was unreal. He was great for a long time. That offense was on an LT and Gates. Gates, Rivers. But the Chargers are the same Chargers. I mean, all right, dude, we get it. It's the same. It feels like the same team of those years right now. They got a lot of stars. Yeah, you're right. And, and they, they still. He's a great QB, though. This who? A Herbert. Very good. Yeah. He's very good. But what are we doing, Staley? Why do we have to go for it on fourth down all the time? It's making me want to pull my goddamn hair out every time I see these people go for fourth down on your on your own 35. We get dude, you just paid JC Jackson a boatload of money. You got a Bosa. You got Derwin James. Like, why are we why are we going? All right, we trust our defense. No, just get points. Not only that, but what are they doing in LA? Where do, San Diego is a great city. Let them have a fucking team. I know. They got the Padres. That's it. And uh, who knows until they fucking leave to LA, too. Gotta give them a stadium. They gotta get a stadium. Got, they should have gotten them a stadium. San Diego deserves a team. I think the LA Clippers should be the San Diego Clippers. 
Give them their own identity. I'm that would you. be kind of tight. That would be tight. Also, Kawhi's from San Diego. Make it happen. He'll show up to, on time to practice. <laughs> Bill Walton, San Diego, my guy. You got you love Bill Walton, dude. <laughs> I almost asked him, "Did you see the Olsen twins?" <laughs> I was gonna use. I was gonna recycle your. Bring joke. it back, dude. <sighs> let's. Get, I recycle. Let's score the the game. What do you think? Oh. Oh, more correct. Oh, we got more correct. Sorry, go go ahead. Uh, this was also there. the first time the tournament featured sixty-five teams. Northwestern State beat Winter what it used to be play-in game, sixty-two, I believe. Oh, they had the or sixty-four, uh, sixty-four. Sorry, duh. So they had the what they call the opening round game. Yeah, it's like baseball doing that whole thing. Yeah, weird. Um, we also got um, what else we got um. Bobby Knight talk. A lot of Bobby Knight talk early. Yeah. Haven't really seen Bobby Knight since 2017 when he was being investigated by the FBI and the U.S. Army for uh, groping <laughs> four women Oh, that worked at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Yikes. Tough love. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. I haven't seen old Bobby Knight or that sweater since. Old Robert. Robert Knight. Something You see a guy with a flashy sweater, they're going to be investigated for sex crimes. Yes, that's a Cosby joke. It's a little above me. <laughs> Sometimes your jokes are too smart. So. <laughs> I've not been accused of that often. <laughs> How do we score this game? Uh, stakes, got to go high. It's it's the championship game. I, natty. I, it's natty. It's a nine? Nine two? What do you think? I'll go nine. All right. I'll go nine. Star that's power. Because star power is huge, too. Huge. Like I mean, it's not, I mean, we can't go too high because we've done Super Bowls here. We've done, you know. Yeah, we can't go too high because, yes, there's a lot of pros, but are there a lot of Hall of Fame pros? It, none, I don't think. So. Right. So what are we going at? 7-8? I'll go 7-8. I, I agree. Is that respect? I don't want to disrespect because there are, for a college, you have to put it in the scope of a college game. Right. Coach K, Lute Olson. Oh, Coach K. Gilbert Arenas. Let's go 8-1. 8-1. That's an 8-1. Gameplay. It's a good game until the end, I'd say. So you gotta you gotta give it respect. I, I go eight one again, maybe. Yeah, definitely no? closer than a ten point game. The actual game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that's what I mean. The score doesn't tell the story here. Let's go eight one. The name. I mean, we got to go like five here, maybe four. Yeah, Lower like four, three four. four, three five. The year of Battier. We love you. We love, we love you, Shane. But it's just you know, it's just not. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. You know what? Five, let's give four. Four, four. Three, five is disrespectful. He was a great guest. Great guest, outstanding gentleman, leader of men. Seven, three is. I mean, that's. I think that's fair. It is. You know, it's. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. It brought me back memory, memory lane. Exactly. We never talked about what we were doing in two thousand one. We fucked that up in the pregame, huh? Yeah, yeah it's all right. I love. It was it wasn't that? It wasn't that interesting for me at fifteen, probably. 2000 yeah no well follow games with names on youtube instagram twitter and tiktok at games with names is the handle subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify anything you listen to we are on rate and review leave a comment because we're looking for i'm looking for I see all those comments in there. Who's what, what was that one comment about? It was rigged. 
The, the Super Bowl 28 to 3 was rigged, and you could see it all over me and Danny's face. I'll Sorry about right that. Now. Sorry about writing that one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great comment. The game is rigged. 28 right. to 3 truthers out there. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. It's hard to be a Falcons fan, but. It is. I mean, that's like that's like football QAnon right there. That's brutal. Yeah, Damn. Some people can't handle the pressure. You, you sure as fuck good, dude. It's either makes it either busts pipes or it makes a diamond. That's what pressure does. That's what my dad told me once. He goes, you know what, son? Pressure. You know what it does? It either bursts your damn pipe or it makes a diamond. Like, do we have burst pipes or something? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to our sponsors, and of course, the great Shane Badier and Gilbert Arenas. Agent Zero. Thanks for dropping in, man. Uh, I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Sam Morell. No, I'm Julian Edelman. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.